I'm just trying to power through this. I've made better decisions with my life. <laughs> You're listening to the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Hello everybody and welcome back to the 2M Football Show with Matt. Mike? (laughs) Mike? (laughs) And Mike. (laughs) <laughs> awkward pause i thought we lost you i didn't know where you were i was gonna start to cry i was a little scared not gonna lie <laughs> want to make sure to get one in right at the beginning also this is gonna be a short episode so kind of stalling for time <laughs> <laughs> okay so mike since this is supposed to be a short episode what in fact are we actually talking about because my computer screen is blank which is probably not a good thing because i probably should have prepared Hey, preparation is neither of our strong suits let's be honest But today, we are going to talk about the NFL awards and make our predictions for who takes home these awards for the 2020 season. And for number one football podcast in 2020, it's the 2M Football Show! Shocker. What a a, no one had them winning. (laughs) Uh, I didn't have us winning, but proceed. All right, well, I guess we can just jump right in, unless you have a question of the day. We did not talk about this beforehand, so uh, don't hold it against you if you don't have anything. Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, nine, ten? Did I get that right? Nailed it. Spot on. (laughs) All right, perfect. Then let's get in to the episode. So the first and foremost award given out each season in the nfl is the mvp the most valuable player motor vehicle petroleum got it (laughs) this was taken home by baltimore ravens quarterback lamar jackson last year i heard of him he's not bad Uh, so matt who do you have winning this most prestigious award in, in 2020 so it's a little bit of a shocker and I think a little bit of a long shot, but when it comes to betting, I do tend to like a few underdogs. I actually elected Dak Prescott to take this home award. Take home this award. It's a good thing I don't speak for a living. <laughs> good thing. Um, and to back that up, the coaching change with Mike McCarthy, new offensive coordinator, a boatload of weapons, and a stellar defense, I think Dak takes the lead on this year. Well, Mahomes may have the most touchdowns and Lamar may have the most rushes. It's not always about that. It's about the player that makes the biggest stride and literally goes from underdog to overachiever. And I think Dak has a potential to make that claim this year. Cool. I I wouldn't necessarily call him a comeback player because it's not like anything major happened or he had, he was out of the NFL or, you know, was benched multiple times. It's just, I think it was a situation where he wasn't getting whatever he needed to progress forward. And I think he gets that this year. Sure. Yeah. I I have no problem with that pick. It's, it's funny. Neither of us being Cowboys fans. I feel like we've talked about Dak in like almost every single episode for one reason or another. (laughs) But I definitely agree with you. He's got the weapons in place around him and an offensive-minded coach now that could help him take the next step and really join the elite tier of quarterbacks in the league. And we all know who your pick is, Mike. Do we all? I mean, I know you do because it's on the notes. But let me tell the listener just in case they don't. 
Wait, we have notes? Oh, crap. Yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, so my pick um, is, is a little more boring, I guess, uh, but I picked Patrick Mahomes. Oh, God. And uh, I, so, as we all know, he got his money. He's worth half a billion dollars now. <laughs> and, and I think he's going to fully back that contract up with just an absolutely insane year. I don't know. He's going to be a little bit busy part-time owning, uh, you know, the, was it the Kansas city Royals? Royals. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I don't know. He got a lot on his plate. <laughs> he does. Um, but I'm just going to, like, I don't think anyone questions the chiefs are going to be a good team again. Obviously they won the super bowl last year and uh, the year before that Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns. And I think especially in a year without a normal off season, uh, the Chiefs themselves experienced very little roster turnover. Uh, the only the biggest change is going to be is the addition of the uh, their number one draft pick this year, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Woo! Ch. If the reports out of training camp are any indication, he's going to be a, an upgrade even over their uh, running back situation last year. Beast. So, so I just think they're uh, Mahomes and this whole Chiefs offense are primed for dominance once again. I like it. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue that, you know, up there, Lamar Jackson odd probably is going to be up there. Maybe Aaron Rodgers, you know, the, the usual names. Right. Yeah. The so usual suspects. I try to think outside of the usual box a little bit. <laughs> I guess there's a first time for everything. I'm not quite sure what to do with that, but moving on, uh, coach of the year. I think I like this one. And of course, since Lamar Jackson was the MVP, it almost seemed talented that uh, John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, won coach of the year. Yeah. Mike. Just to riff on that for a second. He did, riff? What an awesome job he did going transitioning that whole offense from Joe Flacco and his albeit limited skill set to Lamar Jackson and just the dynamic capabilities of his uh, mobility. Anyway, just wanted to give a quick shout out to Harbaugh. Good work, man. Harbaugh! I'm sure when he listens, he'll be so happy. (laughs) But Mike, I found notes. I don't know if they're your notes, but I found notes. And I think you have a very interesting coach of the year pick. And I would like to hear this. Just me though. Thanks for teaming me up there. (laughs) <laughs> this this one I feel like I went a little bit I actually never mind we both neither of us are in the box on this one but I went with Kevin Stefanski he is the new head coach of the Cleveland Browns it's his first time as a head coach he's coming over from Minnesota where he was the offensive coordinator and I, I really think this Browns roster has the talent to compete and for whatever reason well Freddie Kitchens I'm going to lay most of the blame at his feet uh, they just haven't realized that potential, even though they have a star-studded roster. Uh, but I think Stefanski comes in, brings stability to the organization, and I think he helps Baker. I think he gives this team an identity, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And I think this team is more competitive than many are expecting, and that will lead to Kevin Stefanski taking home coach of the year in 2020. How about you, though? I like your pick as well. I'm actually, if you wouldn't mind pulling up their, uh, that team's record last year, what they ended with, I had it somewhere and I can't find it. Um, but my, my head, my coach of the year for 2020 pick is actually Ron Rivera, the new head coach for the Washington football team, former head coach of the Carolina Panthers. 
And it's not so much about winning and losing. It's about what he's going to do to change the face of an organization that's been plagued by drama, by poor management, by subpar ball play. And it's about, I think, anything else, a culture change. What are you laughing at? I think I just I have the sense of humor of a 12-year-old. <laughs> now I know what you're laughing at. Well, <laughs> Michael, well, while you're doing something productive, what was their ending results last year? 3-13. and 13. So are they going to be an 8-8 eight and eight team? They could be. But even if they do manage to hit 500, it's more importantly watching Rivera change the culture and pull this team out of the gutter that they've been uh-huh. entrenched in. And as a fan, I think that's going to be more exciting to see is, you know, on their, on their Twitter bio, they said this is the start of a new Rivera. And I feel like that's a lot of pressure to put on someone. Imagine being in his shoes and being like, well, congratulations, you are now the head coach of our football team. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for the entire culture change around here. Congratulations. Good luck. <laughs> but that's a lot of pressure on a coach. Totally. Yeah. Not just to win games, but to turn this team completely around. Cool. Do I think it's going to take a few years to do it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I think he's going to make substantial strides in the culture department? Yes. So my thinking in this regard as coach of the year isn't necessarily a win-loss statistic as it is watching the team transform. Cool. That's a really good pick. Uh, there, If there was like a comeback – team of the year like comeback organization of the year i could definitely see washington taking that home at least over the next couple years stop giggling like a 12 year old i'm gonna fire you hey it was out of my head but you just put it back in there so (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) um but yeah love the pick moving on to assistant coach of the year last year um so the Ravens actually swept coach and assistant they coach. They swept the, the top three categories. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They did uh, with Greg Roman, their offensive coordinator, taking home the assistant coach of the year award last year. And I'll, I'll, I'll make my pick first uh, for 2020. I was waiting, but continue. I'm going to continue <laughs> this disgusting drink I made. <laughs> so bad, but I'm still drinking it. <laughs> Um, I'm taking Josh McDaniels, the Patriots offensive coordinator and uh, the Patriots, as we've discussed, are in a really weird, really interesting position this, this year. And everyone, uh, myself included to a degree, everyone's kind of counting them out as a contender. Uh, but I think with the addition of Cam Newton gives McDaniels a new, a different kind of weapon at the quarterback position than he's ever had in Brady. And I really think he can come up with some great stuff. To, I mean, is there any bigger of a runner? Like a like some right. quarterbacks, as they've said, are big, like Ben Roethlisberger. They're just big, bulky, and hard to take down. Cam's just physical. Right. Like yeah. he's not afraid to look you in the eyes and then come at you. Exactly. And he it's, runs it's like usually a, a 60% chance you're going to lose that fight. Totally. He runs like a fullback, and he's bigger than most of these defensive backs. So when he gets out in the open like that, they better watch out. <laughs> So I just think McDaniels, with the addition of Cam, despite the somewhat limited skill position talent around him, I think he'll be able to game plan enough around that to let uh, Cam have a big season. And uh, you'll see another another one of my picks later on will reflect that as well. But who do you got for assistant coach of the year? 
I selected Pat Shermer, offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. Go figure. I'm in on the Broncos this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, they ended the year last se- They ended last season with winning four of their last five games with okay quarterback play. I mean, you've got Drew Locke, who is a who is a young quarterback coming into now his full first full time starting time. They've got much better weapons around them. They've got Cortland Sutton. They picked up Melvin Gordon. You know, they've got one heck of a defense that will absolutely be able to keep the offense up to speed. So if the offense makes a mistake, they have a defense that they can rely on. Unlike some of these teams, like Miami and them, where the offense does struggle, they don't really have a powerful defense to keep them in the game. Sure, yeah. Um, you've got, you know, Sutton. You've got Noah Fant. Um, and I, you know, while I should be paying attention to you, I was actually browsing on Instagram because I get notifications of new story uplinks and uh-huh. watching Drew Locke. I'm watching the Broncos training camp since he was my, since Pat Shermer was my pick, right. dropping dimes. Um, granted, you know, these are scrimmage matches, but it's also exciting to see everyone in full pads. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that under Shermer, we're going to see this offense take a big leap. That's the hope. Nice. And and with that, if we can see, I'm not saying, you know, Drew Locke's going to become a top 10 or top 15 quarterback, but if we can see him take a major leap and this Broncos offense match the power of the defense, I'd see no reason why he could be in contention for assistant coach. Cool. Sounds good to me. What's our next category? Offensive player of the year or offensive player of the year. I'm not quite sure how we're supposed to read that. <laughs> um, one by the star-studded incredible Mike Thomas last year. I think that should have been shared with Drew Brees, but what do I know? (laughs) Um, And I like both of our picks. Um, Feel like mine, I don't know how to take mine. It was just the first name that popped into my head, and that was Aaron Rodgers. Um, As we know, Green Bay drafted um, Love, traded up to draft him in the draft this year. And that sent, you know, the Twitter and the media storm afire with rumors that Rodgers was unhappy and Rodgers this and Rodgers that. And then the interviews, he tried to play it off like it didn't bother him. But I think you and I being Green Bay fans, we know better. Mm-hmm. We know what happened and Rodgers did the very same thing to your favorite quarterback, Brett Favre. <laughs> and I think Rodgers has a stake, a, a, a land claim, the stake here of saying this is still my team. Right. So I think with that little bit of extra fire under him, we're going to see Super Bowl year caliber Rodgers this year, where he's cool. going to make that decision at come the end of the season, very difficult for Green Bay to make. Yeah, Rodgers has always had a, a chip on his shoulder, going back to his, you know, the fact that he slid back in the draft so far. Um, and I feel like he's always used stuff like that to motivate him. Not that he's not already one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game without that. But, but with just that extra boost, like you said, that extra fire, uh, I, I bet you're right. And he would love to come out and have just like the, one of the A best career year. Yeah. Like 26, almost or 32 touchdowns, like five interceptions throws for 5,000 yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Uh, and my pick for offensive player of the year is Giants running back Saquon Barkley. He was, um, I mean, everyone knows how good he is. He was a top five pick a couple of years ago, but then in 2019, he uh, missed several games with injury and he's not my comeback pick, but I do think he bounces back in a huge way. 
And um, sorry, Eli Manning and Eli Manning fans, but they got Danny Dimes now at quarterback, and I think he just brings a new um, a new level of uh, playmaking ability to this offense. Sorry for Giants fans. They should be excited. Eli is going to watch from afar. (laughs) Until he joins the Monday Night Football. uh, We don't know my opinions on that, so we're just going to keep moving on from that. Okay. Uh, But I just think this Giants offense, at least overall, is pretty talented, actually, with their receiving core. Evan Ingram is one of the when healthy is one of the best tight ends in the game, and they drafted think, a new offensive lineman. Right. Yep. Which you talked about in our prove it players, and I just think because of the uh, skill around him on this offense, opposing defenses won't be able to load the box as much against Saquon because of Danny. Uh, what's his actual name? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. <laughs> what's his actual name? You did not just ask that uh, because I got Danny Dimes written here. Anyway. Um, because of his talents and the, the receiving core that they got, uh, they have to respect the pass now, too. And I think that'll make Barkley even more dangerous. I could see him rushing for close to 2,000 yards this year. That's not out of the realm of possibility. So, yeah. Cool. Good. I like it. Moving on to our next category, Defensive Player of the Year, which in 2019 was taken home by Stephon Gilmore, cornerback for the Patriots. Uh, let's see. I think it's my turn to go first. And this year I have... TJ Watt. It's funny. We both have uh, pass rushers taking this award <laughs> this year. And, um, and I've got TJ Watt outside linebacker of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I didn't write any notes this time. <laughs> I just feel like he's going to have a huge year. <laughs> All right. Well, good job on that one. Thanks. <laughs> I also have an edge rusher, but I have Nick Bosa of the 49ers who funny enough, was the rookie defensive player of the year last year. Mm. Monster season, and I think he's due to repeat it. That is the only reason why I picked him. He 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 blew through offenses last year, and I just feel like he's going to do it again. He's an anchor point of that defensive line. And yep. even though his big brother just got paid, <laughs> Bosa is not very far behind. Offensive rookie of the year. One last year by Mr. Kyler Murray himself, quarterback for the Arizona Diamondback Cardinals. No, I'm kidding. Arizona Cardinals. I don't even know where the Diamondbacks are located. No, you got it right. Arizona. All right. See? <laughs> Good work. And, and I kind of was trying to throw in there, wasn't Murray one of the players that was either going to go to the MLB or the NFL, as well as Mahomes? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah see? See? Look at oh, that. It all, it all comes together. <laughs> that was not intended, and I thought about it as I was screwing up that whole thing. <laughs> I thought you were dropping a, a hint about our new baseball podcast starting next week. Dude, you will absolutely be carrying that one. <laughs> anyway. Even more than you carry this show. Well, I, was gonna say, I wasn't going to say anything, but thank you, yes. <laughs> hey, I, I'll, give, I'll give credit where it's due. I'm here. <laughs> um, both of our picks, I think, are well-deserved. I think you picked a little bit more of the obvious one. So I'm going to call you a cheater. (laughs) Um, But my pick for rookie of the year, and I feel has even more relevance, is Mr. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire himself, Mm -hmm. running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's even more forefront the fact that Damian Williams opted out. Who else is in that backfield to start? Who else has been more excited and talked through? Who potentially could be going number five overall in our fantasy draft? (laughs) Yep. 
He's certainly getting uh, rave reviews out of training camp already. I am all in this year on him. Cool. And therefore, because I deem it so, he will be the rookie of the year. <laughs> you totally did not weep. <laughs> it's a good pick. And I'm, I will not weep if I'm wrong about this one because I did choose sort of the safe answer. And I'm going with Joe Burrow, quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, he was the number one overall pick in this year's draft. Um, and he's got an interesting situation in Cincinnati. It's not a great team overall, but on offense, they do have a very strong receiving core and running game led by Joe Mixon. And his pass catchers will be, of course, AJ Green, assuming health. Um, and then John Ross, who's a speedster first round pick a few years ago. They've got T Higgins, a, a fellow rookie who was a uh, first pick of the second round this year. And then Tyler Boyd, who's sort of been holding things down in Green's absence. And uh, just a lot of good receivers there. Uh, and they, <laughs> this is not a good thing for the team, but they have a pretty weak defense. He's going to be in passing situations a lot. I think he could really pile up the yardage and touchdowns because of that. Uh, a lot of garbage time in his future, I think. And his experience in the, in the pro-style offense they run at LSU should translate pretty well to the NFL uh, and especially which will be important with uh, limited off season and no preseason. So he, it's crazy to think about his first, his week one game will be his very first taste of NFL competition outside of, of course, the Bengals defense. But I think he's set up to, um, I'm sure it'll be Rocky, you know, to start, but he's going to rack up the yardage and touchdowns by the end of the season. All right. Two more categories to go with. Defensive Rookie of the Year, won by my off – oh, I almost messed that one up. <laughs> won last year by my current – yeah, I almost said won by the Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, shut up, Mike. <laughs> That'd be a good trick. Um, get out of my brain. It's very dangerous. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year was won last year by Nick Bosa. This year, Mike, who do you have to win Defensive Rookie of the Year? I've got Isaiah Simmons, who is for for the playoff bound Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> uh, do we want to go down this road again? No, no, we're good. You can, <laughs> if you want to know what that's referencing, refer to the <laughs> divisional picks episode uh, where Matt treated me very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Isaiah Simmons. Is this letter in the mail was? <laughs> Keep checking. It's on the way. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Simmons was the, I believe, the number eight pick in this year's draft by Arizona. Um, he's a – I don't even know. I think he's officially classified as a either a linebacker or a safety. But he's one of those guys that really plays – he can play at all three levels of the defense. You want to put him up at the line as a defensive end or outside linebacker. He's a great pass rusher. You want to drop him back into a safety run support or pass coverage role. He's really done it all in his – college career and i think they're just going to use him strategically and, and put him in position to make a lot of plays on the defense okay that's all yeah yeah that's it i thought i had more i know that ended kind of abruptly that's it yeah, it just trailed off i was waiting for the and yeah i ran out of vans <laughs> so i decided to go with mr chase young ohio state prodigy Wow, I have a thing for Ohio State. Is that not weird? <laughs> it's a little weird. It's Buckeye for life, you know? 
<laughs> sure. Um, following in the steps of Nick Bosa, but let me just read you some college stats over, th- over the sure. three years that Chase Young played. Solo tackles. I didn't know you could read. There's pictures. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's the, the picture of the count from Sesame Street, and he's flashing me pictures. It's pretty complex on this side. I hope that's all he's flashing you. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> I'm trying to remember what you said before that I was laughing at, but didn't go ahead. <laughs> I can't believe I work with a 12-year-old. That's twice in one episode. <laughs> Expected better pro- professionalism out of you. Uh, sorry, it's, uh, it's been a weird week. Go ahead. <laughs> Solo tackles, and this is the course of all three years, his freshman, sophomore, and junior year that he played at Ohio State. 68 tackles, 30 assisted, total tackles of 98. 40 and a half of those were tackles for a loss. Wow. 30 and a half sacks, eight passes defended, and nine forced fumbles. Yeah, those are pretty crazy stats, which, of course, all led him to being the number – Two pick, right? Number two pick, correct. For the Washington football team. Yeah. And we expect that defense to be on the field a lot. He's going to have chances to make plays. So if if the, the, the trend continues, another defensive end will take that home. Unless Isaiah Simmons has a nine interception, 25 QB hits, 10 sack, you know, yeah. <laughs> monster season. I'm going to take my guy of Chase Young. All right. Cool. Can't argue. And then last but not least, we have the Comeback Player of the Year Award, which was won last year by Ryan Tannehill after he was traded from Miami and then went on to lead the Tennessee Titans to their deepest playoff run in I don't even know how long. <laughs> long time. Since they were like, the, what, the Houston Oilers? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Steve McNair. <laughs> I think so. So, yeah, he was very deserving of that. Um, And I'll let you go last because I really like your pick and I want to talk about him. But my pick for this award is Cam Newton. He spent all of last year injured, or he's been, let's just say, he spent the vast majority of the last two seasons injured. And I think the whole league has sort of forgotten what he can do when he's healthy. And I think he's going to remind everyone in a big way this year, uh, leading to him winning the Comeback Player of the Year award. And Matt, wrap it up. <laughs> I was really hoping you had more on Newton to defend him than that. I have such confidence. I have such confidence in my player. Okay. That this should no longer be named the Comeback Player of the Year Award. Ooh. Alex Smith is going to be my Comeback Player of the Year. And I don't feel like I need to go into why because anyone who follows any type of football or any type of news knows why. But for those who don't, a few years ago, Alex Smith took a hit and broke his leg. But it didn't just break his leg. It was such a severe and nasty injury injury, that at one point the doctors had told him there was a potential that they would need to amputate his leg in order to save his life. Let alone worrying about football, this dude at one point was fighting for his life and to keep his limbs. Yeah, it's an insane story. Fast forward, we didn't hear much of him last year other than he was in surgery and recovery. Then we get to this year. This guy went from almost losing his leg 
to being cleared to play football again. And now trying to vie for the starting position of Washington against Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, it's an incredible journey. Talk about grit, determination, and not even just physical strength, but mental and emotional strength for Alex Smith and his family. Right. I mean, this dude really loves football. (laughs) From being told he may never walk again to suiting up with pads for practice. I think to me, forgive me, Newton, you're a good guy. I wish you the best in New England. But to me, hands down, it should be given out right now. Whether he makes the team or not, whether he starts or not. Yeah, I mean, you talk about comebacks. It's hard to imagine something more dramatic than what he's gone through over the last year and a half. And I, that, I don't have any more to say on that. I mean, I think, I think those who know the situation, that speaks for itself. Definitely. So are you proposing that we rename this award to, the, to be the Alex Smith Award? What better honor to give him? Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, the only way it wouldn't – what else are you going to rename I mean, Comeback Player of the Year is a pretty cool award, but naming it after a player that had such an incredible journey – I think is bigger than the award itself. Yeah, that's good. I like it. And of course we wish him the best this season, whether it, whether it's in a backup capacity or if he does take the starting role at some point. I think I will be at some point procuring an Alex Smith Jersey. Nice. And it's too bad almost. uh, Well, it is too bad that there will likely not be any fans in the stadium. Can you imagine the, the applause? Yeah. Yeah. Give me chills just thinking about it. Like backup or not, that stadium, mm-hmm. like opponent and home team all together. I mean, we just watching the first game that he's in, the entire opponent team, the first team they face, you know is gonna come over and pat him on the back and shake his hand from coach staff to rookie for the journey he's made. I love it. That's a great way to wrap up the show. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for once again giving us however long this is of your time, half hour, 45 minutes, two hours, six hours. Maybe you're listening to these back-to-back. We appreciate you, each and every one of you, all five of you. Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Shout-out to Nick. Personal shout-out. Yeah. Um, Please make sure you rate, give our our podcast a rating, leave a couple of comments down so we know what to do. A good rating. (laughs) You know, would you rather have like a, a, a BS good rating or, or an honest rating that allows us to to learn from our mistakes? Sure, I'll, I, I take constructive criticism and stride. Thank you. you know that, yeah, don't leave don't leave crap that's just there to annoy us because we will find you and we will beat you. <laughs> okay, um, now you can expect a lawsuit. Can't say that. <laughs> bring it. You don't know where I reside. I make uh, you one of these terrible drinks I've been drinking. <laughs> I just want to avoid any subpar ball handling. <laughs> <laughs> We're fine. We're good. We got this. Okay. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> Are you going to be okay over there? Oh, I'm trying to wrap up the show, and you're over there crying. We've been thinking about this all, all week. Okay. All right. Until next time, Matt. <laughs> See you, Mike. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode of the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Please subscribe to be aware of our future podcasts. Follow us at social media at 2M Football Show. 
you feel like donating to help out the show, follow us and check out our Patreon. We'll see you in the next episode.